When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Manchester Football Social Podcast. Don't forget, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all your Man City and Manchester United news. I'm here with Statman Dave. You all right, Dave? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Dave he's not. He's tired. He's right. knackered. Not, he? look all right. And that voice is Joe McGrath. And Hello. obviously to my left, I've got Natalie Pike as well. We're going to be talking about Manchester City's game against Bournemouth, United's game against Southampton, and it's also St. David's Day as recording this. We've got some great Ooh, David yes. banter for you from Joe over there. So <laughs> stay tuned. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Manchester Football Social. I am with you this evening, as always, and I am Natalie Pike. Um, and joining me on the blue side, Adam's having a little night off. So we have the very <laughs> esteemed, it is Stephen Oi. McInerney. You got my surname right. Yes, it's because you told me it was like Bert and Ernie. And that you said that on me. the radio. Yes. A lot of practice <laughs> for the blue side of Manchester. But on the red side, my name is Joe McGrath, and I'm with Statman Dave today. I mean, talking about the fact that Valencia might might not be at the club next season. Also talking about youth players in the modern Premier League game. Is there too much pressure on them? And we've got some big Premier League games uh, to preview as well. That is all coming up. And of course, we had some big Premier League games this week as well. So, um, if you, you know, we'd lo- as always, we'd love you to get um, get involved. We want to hear what you've got to say about Manchester football or football in general. The number is oh three four five triple one seven six two five. The text is eight double seven double one. Or you can tweet us. We do love a good tweet. It's MCR Footy Social. So get in touch with us with anything you'd like to talk about. Uh, but yes, yeah, Stephen, should we start with you know um, a pretty. Routine, decent win on yeah. Wednesday. Routine, <laughs> decent. Well, seven, wins, seven wins in a row now in February. So it was March though, actually. Happy March, everyone. Uh, seven wins out of seven. So it was a good month for Manchester City. And um, that was a game that was like a weird 1-0 battering, essentially. Like, we should have won that about 4-5-0. And that's not a disrespect to West Ham. It's just City with that much better. But it was one of those games where when you don't score early on, you get a bit nervous and like the, the pressure starts to kind of feel around the ground and the players. And um, in the end, Pep went to... 
what I guess is now his first choice kind of strike force of uh, Bernardo and Sterling out wide and they came on they made the difference with their intensity their pace their energy um, and in the end we got the three points and it's the cliche at this time of the season but that is literally all that matters you know because obviously Liverpool was spanking Watford and we've got to play them soon as well but all that matters to me is that we won and obviously we've set ourselves up uh, with a few players rested as well uh, ahead of the Bournemouth game at the weekend so um, yeah a, a decent performance not a classic by any stretch of the imagination but one thing actually I was quite quite happy to see uh, that is Pep got the hunger that he wanted from the players because um, he said before in the press conference that he wanted to smell their uh, urge to win the title which is a weird turn of phrase but fair enough mm. uh, but he got that apparently mm. he saw in the players they were focused even if maybe not as clinical as they could have should have been they were definitely up for it and they went at West Ham and um, in the end I think it was a, a fair result Did you um, enjoy the reception that our old Manuel oh. and, uh, and Zabba got? Zabba I got goosebumps oh, I, know. I, know, I got like flashbacks to when he left and I was so emotional I remember I think I don't cry very often but when he left I was there like in the crowd like just welling up a little bit but yeah it was lovely to see him back uh, you laughing what are you laughing at <laughs> yeah, you're it's just emotion toxic eye, masculinity it? here <laughs> no, no, no I'm not yeah it's alright it's all that all that loving's alright you know okay fair enough Pelle, <laughs> Pelle, I mean Pellegrini was a good manager at City and Zappa really though wasn't it Zappa yeah, was the one do you not do you not feel sorry a bit for Pellegrini so yeah. shoved him out in terms of well, you just sort of shoved him out. He didn't hey, do a bad job, We did just he? upgraded. If, if Pep wins no more trophies now, this season, he would have the same winning record of trophies as Pellegrini did in his three years mm-hmm. at the club. And that is a big if, I'm, I know I'm saying that, because <laughs> you have, you're still in for three. But you know, Pellegrini was an all right manager. Yeah, he was all he right. shoved him out the door. It's context though, isn't it? You know, centurions and all that kind of stuff and the football we play yeah. and the records and everything else and the and young... Yeah, the, the club it has definitely come on leaps and bounds and I, I do like Pellegrini but his thing started well and it went downhill. We started slowly but we're going upwards so I guess that's like the difference that. there on that front. Yeah, and by all accounts Pellegrini was aware that we had our eye on Pep and he knew that he was a stopgap while Pep became available mm-hmm. and, and came to us and I think, you know, he probably very much enjoyed his time so stop trying to down I'm not doing it. You're very quiet, Dave. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm plotting. plotting my attack. Uh, Dave may be able to help me out with this one, but I saw a lot of, there was one of these internal um, arguments between fan bases, and they happen all across uh, social media. What, this, on Twitter? I know, I know. <laughs> but, no. and this was mainly about Mares and about what... It, you know, is he a good player at Manchester City? Does he fit? Was he, you know, the right signing that Pep should have made in the summer? Against West Ham, was he good? Um, no, really. <laughs> I wanted to say yes. I felt a bit sorry for him, really. Like, is he trying? Yeah, of course he's trying. He's definitely trying. If anything, he did that whole cliche trying too hard. Like, it was a strange one with Morris because... And there was, you got to also consider, and I think this is genuinely something to think about, um, is De Bruyne and Mahrez together, they were like, they haven't played much football together at all. Mm-hmm. Like De Bruyne was injured for ages and then Mahrez had been out of the team for a while. Uh, so essentially, they were just not on the same w- wavelength. They're doing that thing where one of them runs and the other doesn't pass to him and they both kind of throw their hands up in the air. And were, that was constantly happening where they just weren't reading each other. They're both passing the ball a little bit too slowly. And Mahrez had that thing where something goes wrong and then essentially, like your touch even abandons you and the ball bounces off your feet that and Mahrez, around. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Mahrez, like, you can say what you want about him, but he definitely has a touch, you know, like, yeah. and when that mm-hmm. goes, you know, it's just something's not right. Um, to me, 
it's a weird one with Mares. Um I just hope it comes good. Not every player follows the same. It was with chair. <laughs> right, yeah, let's clarify that. <laughs> I'm not nervous. Yeah, beans for lunch, Joe. <laughs> I think he's just become a bit of a scapegoat as well. It's like, yeah. it's like we can't just be happy that everything's great. Like it's like in our mank blood that we've got to whinge about something. And at the minute mm. we're whinging about Mares. No. So, so what is it then? Because I mean, we can we can whinge on the red side about Sanchez because I think he's kind of in well, not in the same position. But we we brought him in. We, I know he's on a free, but we're spending a lot of money a week and he just wasn't giving he's, it he's a bit done a bit, bit better than Sanchez just put it out there he's got goals and assists a, a bit just a bit better a bit better yeah a lot now, better not, 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 world, now, but not, not breaking your record fee better he's done well breaking your record fee better than Sanchez anyway definitely he's been absolutely non-existent you break our but, record for him, <laughs> you <laughs> definitely <laughs> broke a wage record for him put it that way so um, in general no Mares isn't playing well I'm not going to pretend he is it's just I don't know it's just not happening for him he's not adapting to the system um, he was kind of staying wider than he usually does which is a good sign because that's what he's meant to do so there were signs of that but um, I don't know he just looks a bit like he's not handling being not the big fish in the small pond anymore, you know? But we're going to need him. We're going to need him to step up because yep. there's so many games coming up that it's going to need. we're going to need the whole squad. Yeah, I think, I think with Mares as well, he's a counter-attacking player, isn't he? And I think it's a different yeah, style definitely. of football under Guardiola. And it, it'll take him a bit of time, but if Guardiola, as we've seen in the past, if the players don't fit in, he's you know he's happy with shoving them out the door. So it's, it'll be interesting in the summer to see where he stays, if he stays at Man City for next season. Day, but he definitely will have to be a lot better this season. Yeah, yeah so I can't really see him going, mainly because probably the wages and the price that we pay for him. Mm. Um, so it'd be a bit short-sighted, I reckon. We've had an unusual text here, you know. I think oh, we've actually... We go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, an we've, unusual I think, text. Yeah, and un- we've found the only Man United fan, I reckon, in Manchester that wants Liverpool to win the league. He says, come on, Liverpool and Schalke. I don't want to listen to these City fans going on about how great they are. <laughs> If right. Nat, interesting take. If, interesting. If Nat is listening, our producer, give that guy a call back. We'd love to get him on. <laughs> no! Actually, yeah, True Red, Red Devil. Devil. Go on, give us the ring. It's 0345 triple one seven six two five. Um I'm a city fan going on about how great we are, and I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> it is gonna be, and you will mention this, uh, February has left us behind March is here. Bit of a tough march for, for everyone, really. Uh, we're, you're and still in all three competitions, but let's you say you're still in all three competitions, so Manchester United, depending how long that might be <laughs> after Paris, give but, it you know, yeah. <laughs> miracles do happen. Actually, so we're both, right. we're all yeah. still in the same competition, although you're not really in the competition. It's still possible, I'm afraid, but <laughs> <laughs> existing technically, yeah. You guys are stretching here, but yeah, March is nuts. Um, you know, when you look at the comparison between City and, and, and the Liverpool fixtures we've got we're going to be playing before them obviously this weekend and then next weekend we play before them which I personally think is is, is definitely um, uh, beneficial yeah. um, but then you move into the, the weekend of the 16th 17th which is the FA Cup weekend and obviously Liverpool are already knocked out of the FA Cup because they didn't bother putting out a full team and we did <laughs> um, and they'll be playing nice a, a Premier League game that day and we won't and then we won't get a chance likely um, to make up the Premier League game until much later in the season mm-hmm. which of, oh it's you guys on the 24th of April That's going to be some game. and then if we get into the next round of the cup which um, the semi-final of the cup is the 6th of April and then another Premier League game against Cardiff will get pushed back when they're playing so they could end up we could end up having a two game advantage on I'm confused listening to yeah, that right? like, but it's so intense <laughs> and that is that is uh, and uh, that is the kind of position you want to be the two game advantage I'd ra- what would you rather do would you rather set you know, be the first ones to play. Or would you yeah, rather course. have that two-game advantage? Well, definitely, we'd much rather play first, and hopefully, like um, 
if we beat Bournemouth tomorrow, they've got to go to Everton and they've got to Derby, you know, mm, on the day after. Game. So yeah. that, that is going to so hang do up you. them. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that's a long way up. away. I would much rather have this kind of game first thing now. And yeah, of course, it's a bit of an advantage playing first and having games in hand. But then, do you know what? Liverpool had games in hand ages ago when we turned that around, you know, so we've been there before, yes. we've done that. So we can deal with it we've dealt with the pressure before so um, there's no reason why uh, we can't essentially you still got to play the same amount of games you know just play at different times so, so we, yeah still defending Manchester remember defending yeah. Manchester very yeah, important it's an together. important task true against... red devil <laughs> yeah. Manchester defending yeah. and we got to do our bit Dave to make sure they don't win any sort of quadruple by winning the FA Cup and knocking, knocking PSG out. out the Champions League then Man City yeah well one of the two anyway cheers guys you can win the league we're having that but you're not having the FA Cup <laughs> right, well, oh gosh, when we were talking about, imagine if you guys get through, which you fancy yourself, we fancy ourselves against Swansea. Yeah. I fancy ourselves now after that 3-1 win against uh, Crystal Palace. We went away from home, confident, not an entirely full squad. Ollie knew what he was doing, he put the squad out very well, uh, and we got the three points. Right, quick instinct. Do you want us in the semi then, or the I final? Want us in the se- I want you in the semi-final. I think semi as well, yeah. yeah. I think get he's out of the way. Semi, we want the semi. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, I think anyone who wins that semi, if he gets to that, we're not counting our chickens yet, yeah. if he gets there, then I feel any of us will feel confident of beating whoever's left in the competition in the final. Yeah, I think so. Um, and uh, that's how I feel. I'd much rather know if we're going to be close to win the FA Cup after the next game as opposed to the one after that you know so yeah, be, being in four obviously being in the four competitions um, or three now after we won the, won the one at the weekend eh oh yeah. that happened didn't it oh, yeah that did yeah, yeah well done nice. well done us no um, no one cares about course, that trophy rubbish <laughs> um, over in the continent though um, they are helping out their clubs when they're in this situation Dave mm. they always do they always do it's really interesting how the European, uh, you know, leagues, the likes of you know Serie A, the Bundesliga, and and the Eredivisie with Ajax mm-hmm. that we're seeing, they they sort of like either they'll play the games on the Friday or they'll postpone the game like they have done for Ajax. So Ooh, it's it's quite tell interesting it, having. Tell us about that, Dave. So they postpone the game just so Ajax have an advantage, like a rest. Yeah, well, that's pretty much it, right? Wow. They're getting supported by their own, you know, football association. I think it, it's a good move, and it's something that the Premier League should probably take they, if yeah. they want to get more competitive. I think. Did they have just just the one domestic cup competition in the Netherlands? Think so, yes. Yes, I mean, if quite a few countries are like that, aren't yeah. they, as well? So I think like we're the only ones that has two domestic cup competitions. Yeah, so yeah. essentially, like no one's going to help uh, any of the big teams out here because we haven't got the space for the fixtures. Literally, like where would we put this game if it was cancelled? You like we'd be playing <laughs> crazy. But you say two that, games then, back to back in one day, you know? But then the, the game that has been postponed for Ajax, um, and oh my goodness, I have no idea how you pronounce it. P E C Zwoll. Zwoll. That's nice. Really, um, is that not bad. That's where yeah, sandwich from. That's what I had on my sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, P E C. Swole have um, complained and they are not happy about this. Oh, so the people that play in Ajax yeah, have kicked off. Because they're in a relegation battle at the minute and that ah. means that this game's going to be pushed back to the end yeah. of the season and they're going to end up playing three games in a week unlike the other teams, the teams that they're playing against. But the yeah, Dutch FA weird. have decided to do it because they think it benefits Dutch Well, football. because essentially they're saying Ajax don't have to play three games a week but then the other poorer team has to play three games in a week later on. That's definitely like big team yeah. favouritism. So yeah, but really it's, it's good for the league though, right? You know, if, if Ajax I'm sure PSC's well won't agree with that really that they won't but then for example Ajax get some more money from the Champions League and they, they buy the talent from within the league and the trickling down trickle. well that's what you'd hope that's why I think that's why yeah. the, the, the Dutch Federation have probably done that is to back that but Ajax completely outplayed Real Madrid in the first leg they probably won't go through but they, they've done they've done good for Dutch football I think this season 
It's an interesting take, isn't it? Like, I can't ever see a dune over here, but it'd be nice. But I can imagine it's just too many things that have to move around for it to happen, really. But at the same time, um, tonight, uh, Borussia Dortmund are playing because they're playing Spurs in the second leg. So they're playing on Friday, so they have a little bit more that, rest. That's possible, isn't it? Why is it that the Premier League don't do it then? <laughs> TV rights. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's it. It's money. Well, that's I mean, it's... surely they, they wanted a Friday night football not long ago, Sky. Yeah, why, can't, why can't City just be on a you know, Friday night? You know, that kind of thing. I mean, we did play Wednesday, I guess. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but they did. Do you remember when they helped you lot out and disrespected hey. the FA Cup by letting you drop out of it so you could go and play in that stupid <laughs> that so World Cup? Yeah, it was well good. <laughs> yeah, Weren't you about four then? Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was ten. But yeah, but I mean, that's just they helped us out because it was something quite... When was the last team to win the Champions League from from Chelsea, 99? Chelsea, right? I mean, from 99, before that, who was the last team to win the Champions League, a British team? Well, it would have been Liverpool. Liverpool yeah, yeah back, back way back. So then, obviously, they come up with this World Cup, uh, World, you know, Club Cup. They're just going to send United over. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it, it's got one of the greatest songs going, World Champions twice. It's, you know, exactly. that, it, it was worth it. It was worth leaving the FA Cup. I need to hear this song. I need to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, do you think that they should be helping us out a bit? But 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 then, like we said, where would we fit the games in? Like, I'll tell you what, as well, because if, if so, say City and Liverpool were going for the title, and City is still in Champions League, and the Premier League helped City out, Liverpool, you wouldn't hear the end of it. They'd <laughs> you don't hear the end of it anyway. You know about it. Oh, yeah, so triggered. City out, it's like chill out <laughs> or get good then essentially <laughs> yeah get good indeed uh, yeah so I don't know if it'll ever come but um, may- maybe maybe if the Premier League loses its way in the Champions League and we need to start getting results but you know got to the final last year with Liverpool so Premier League aren't worried that much and you guys are going to win it this year, apparently. So. Thank you, Joe. I'm glad you've got on board there, Joe. Now, we tweeted out earlier and, and on Facebook, on all of our social um, media sites, if you aren't uh, following us on social media, you are seriously missing out MCR Footy Social. And we threw out a question. Um, there's a wonderful stat that we'll, we'll tell you about in a second if you've not seen it on our social media in terms of the number of games played by, by Foden um, and by some of the other sort of famous youth United mm-hmm. and City players that, that we were looking at. And we wanted to know, do you guys think that, that we put too much expectation too much pressure on our youth players so we want to know what you think so give us a text 87711 call us on 0345 7625 and we will let you know what we think whether it's your first step on the property ladder or your first place with stairs from new bills to rebuilds a new home is one of life's biggest moments and we all know life doesn't always go to plan That's why at Bank of Ireland, our personalised mortgages can change if your life changes. When you're ready to make a move, we're ready to make it with you. Bank of Ireland. Begin. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Mortgage approval subject to assessment of suitability and affordability. Bank of Ireland Mortgage Bank trading as Bank of Ireland Mortgages is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. In a minute. Hello and welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. We're here until 7 o'clock talking about Manchester City and Manchester United. We've got absolutely loads to talk about today. If you want to get involved, 0345 117625 on the phone number. You can text in as well on 87711. And of course, we're on social media. Twitter is 2019 after all. MCR Footy Social, if you want to tweet in. I'm Stephen McInerney. I'm here with uh, Statman Dave, as ever, on a Friday. I'm here with Joe as well. Hello. Oh, that's a nice hello. <laughs> <laughs> Quite soothing. Hello. And also, I'm here ever as ever with Natalie Pike. Lovely, thank you. Um, so loads okay. of... Thank you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> very civil in the studio yeah. today. It was very it was nice. nice. I think it's because 
Adam's not in. Yeah, Adam <laughs> Reeves is down. It's my yeah. debut on a Friday. So you've been super nice to us. Yeah, but I bought <laughs> treats now, haven't actually. Treats. <laughs> We, that is the way to our heart, by yeah, the way, exactly. everyone. We do, we do like a treat in the studio. <laughs> right, so we noticed um, an, an interesting stat this week. So Foden mm. is 18 years old and nine months, and he's now made 30 first-team appearances. Um, at the, the, the point of making 30 first-team appearances, Skulls was 20 years and nine months, and Beckham was 20 years and seven months. So this just got us talking in general, between us all, about uh, youth, about Foden. And then we started to talk about, are we putting too much pressure on our young prospects now we've thrown this out onto our social media and it's had a huge huge i mean a really big response absolute i mean we, we could probably spend the next 40 minutes reading out all the responses from <laughs> social it. media yeah, yeah that's so, easy i'm going to the pub. <laughs> um, but yeah I mean, we, we want to we still you know there's still a chance for you to get your opinion in on this this as well we'd love to hear everything but but for us in the studio what do we think guys too much pressure on our youth prospects it's so complicated because mm. there's so many like um cultural differences now in terms of well for one the players the players are paid so much better than they ever were they're also taught to be footballers from a, a much younger age and they're also educated by the clubs these days as well and there's just loads of kind of like caveats where the game is just totally different so I think of anything there's more pressure but I would say they're probably more likely to be more mature because the culture in the game yeah. is more professional these days as well uh, they're not going to be like seeing their old pros getting hammered you know at the weekends like they would have been they're not going to be cleaning the boots anymore they're going to be training in and around the first team in multi-million pound complexes like a full-time job at the age of 16 so that increases the pressure mm -hmm. but I think the mentality of the young players is also different I mean I don't think they act probably like the 15, 16 year olds of 20 years ago as well because football's changed and more, there's more focus on it but there's more professionalism as well. You've got 16, 17 year old footballs now who are, you know, teetotal and like really mature and, and that looks bored by I know, I, I just, I, just I, felt, I, I know they're professional footballs but I felt a bit sorry for them yeah. as well. I loved being 15 and, and getting white lightning. Playing <laughs> <laughs> five aside. Yeah. They can afford a lot of white lightning now essentially but like football, it's weird because I watch a lot of academy football and the, it's strange because uh, the quality of academy football as well now it, it, it's not what it was 20 years ago on the, on, in a reverse in a negative way because you do have reserve football 20 years ago and you'd be playing against pros you know you mm -hmm. don't get that anymore now it's literally they'll be playing against kids uh, their own age so the standard of academy football is, is lower I would say but they're more professional so it's like mm -hmm. a weird kind of flip side to it all I think that the um, it's it is different. It is a lot different from before, as well as the uh, the the whole world is is different from uh, what twenty years ago. You look at what the class of ninety two, and you look at what social media and news being yeah. quicker and faster than ever before, and scrutiny being on young players from such an early age. I mean, Phil Foden wasn't given the opportunity to just play these thirty games in the background and, and be played as Pep's little experiment to see if he's good enough. Phil Foden came on and straight away City fans are tweeting about him and United fans were obviously giving a bit of stick that he doesn't play much but that pressure begins straight away whereas the class of 92 they would just be able to slip through the net of all this and, mm. and Fergus was able to just bring them into the team and make them play football whereas now there's pressure on Phil Foden from all of us he's got to be this new wonder kid or otherwise everyone be up in arms on Twitter and everyone be making little sure. stats and all 19 appearances uh, no offence Dave uh, but, but, but your stats uh, about <laughs> your stats back in the day would have really meant something to, to like when you're bringing out young players but all these I'm not going to say trolls, but trolls will take Phil Foden playing 30 games and not scoring or anything, and they'll try and have a dig at him for it. Yeah, it's what you got to do, right? Well, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, the lad's got to no, go. Don't stop tweeting that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Foden has played this amount of minutes in this amount of games. No, I think it's. I agree with Stephen and, and Joe. It's a different age now, and I think the players. 
they are in the the light of of the world, and it feels like it would have been better to be David Beckham, Paul Scholes, and the Gary Neville to come through. The now Phil Foden that's in a highly competitive environment, that City are challenging for all these trophies, they play at a super high level, and it is harder to get these minutes. But he needs the minutes. I think that's the big thing that you look at. Both David Beckham and, and Paul Scholes are quite late developers. Paul Scholes especially was quite small when he came through the academy, obviously had the technique and the talent, similar with Phil Foden, but it's kind of like they broke into the first team together and it feels like Phil Foden would have, it would have been a bit easier for him if he yeah, had the likes right. of Jadon Sancho with him or he had, you know, another City graduate with him. So the pressure's not just on him because that's what it feels like. But isn't the point though, like looking at these stats, these stats, but isn't the point that people are, and like you said, Joe, people are too quick to tweet and say Foden's not playing enough, Foden, Foden's not getting enough minutes. But the stat proves to you that Foden has hit this 30, you know, appearance two two years before Scholes and Beckham. So do we not need to just give him, give him a break, give City a break? That's fair, I think. I, I think, but then you look at the comparison between him and Sancho in a minute, they're getting like it's it's not both of them are super you know the top of the Bundesliga fighting for the Premier League title right Sancho's played what over 1600 minutes Foden's played you know just Uh, over a game in terms of minutes our very own Sam Lee did some research on this and I think in terms of uh, 18 year olds in the top 5 leagues in Europe Foden's in the top 10 in terms of minutes 100% 18 year olds don't play that much football he's in one of the top 10 teams in world football easily you know so like so in general what he's got I mean, I do agree he needs more minutes. Um, I think you can think he needs more minutes and also kind of trust Pep as well and also think... Uh, compared See, that's, to where, people- that's where I worry because... Pep seems to be checkbook with City, whereas if he hasn't he hasn't solved the problem, he'll go and buy something, and that's where it's worrying for well, City. No, I disagree with that. Pep's not checkbook. Of course, he's checkbook. Let me explain where I'm coming from in terms of. Look at the core of our team that were there before Pep came. You still got David the lucky Kiel, ones. You call them the lucky ones. Company just played three games. What I mean there is, you look at the fullbacks, the amount of money that he spent on the fullbacks. They didn't work. Get another one in. Same with the centre backs, Otamendi, Mangala. Like, there's been a lot of. Otamendi worked. He was like, arguably the best centre back in the league. I, last I'm not year. saying he's he's not, but then Guardiola's gone out and bought Laporte. Yes, but this argument is actually but, itself because he's a checkbook manager and he's still having Foden around the first team shows how much he actually rates Phil Foden. It's but, a, you're literally eating something to hold there because it shows. But they're not. But 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 my, my, uh, my, yeah. Ali's not a checkbook manager. Point is he could have spent in January. Didn't he use his he youth and he brought really? us back? Yeah, 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 how many players were injured on Wednesday, Joe? Ten was it? And he used what he got. Foden came on with a game Jimmy still Gardner. in the balance on Wednesday. He came on with a game, and it was only 10 minutes, but the game was still in the balance, and that was nice to see Foden get on for some meaningful minutes. And they were meaningful minutes. People will kind of mock it, but to me, uh, David Silva's, you know, he's starting to slowly decline, and that breaks my heart to say that out loud, but he is, and Gundogan isn't a first choice. Uh, and I think I don't think we'll sign any attacking midfielders next season. The, the number eights will be the same ones that they are this season. So Foden will be a bit older, uh, he'll be more experienced. And you know what it's like? Uh, we've all gone through it. All of a sudden, uh, half a year at that age, makes difference you're so much stronger and bigger and you'll be so much bigger like eight months from now six months from now whatever than he is now and he'll be more ready because i have a summer to absorb everything he's learned over last season you'll come back having had two seasons around the first team feeling so much but he ready needs to team. play football that is the biggest I, thing for him right now right hold on i let i want to thank ronan patley on twitter who <laughs> ronan replied, patley thank you ronan who replied saying rashford is held up as a recent example of united's youth policy at the same age Foden is now he'd played just 230 minutes of senior club football well, nothing you can say about Liza. Exactly. But Thank at the same you, time, Folden's a small lad as well. That's definitely true. Folden's a small, uh, skinny lad. He'll admit that himself. He, he needs to, I, I, for, for me, if I was his agent, I'd be trying to get him a loan move somewhere. 
I think Where that would though? be a smart thing. No, why? And why would you move him away from the world's greatest manager, some of the best players in the world that he's training with every week? What, to what, take him to Wolves or somewhere like that? Needs, no but then, but then I'd, I'd be packing him off to the Bundesliga. I think that's a good place for English talent now, is the Bundesliga. I think you, we see him with the likes of Nagelsmann. We're seeing some supremely talented coaches that... Look, you've got Pep Guardiola that you've had for, for a season. Now you've gone on to work at RB Leipzig with, let's say, Nagelsmann next season. Well, I agree and don't agree at the same time. Like, I actually think that mo- that moment's January next season. So if he's, the, the current development is that he's had a little bit of minutes. Now he's getting some minutes. He's started quite a few games of season cups. And if it comes to January next season and he's still not started a Premier League game, then he could probably think, maybe I could start to consider a loan move. But the, all the signs show an increasing kind of path of like minutes. The, he is getting more opportunities as he gets older and bigger. Um, and while that trajectory is still upwards, I don't see any reason to take him off it personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do agree about the minutes thing, but another six months to be around the greatest team uh, in the league, in my opinion, with the greatest manager in the world, it was not going to harm him because you never know, David Silva could drop off a cliff next season. <laughs> and good do I could get an injury. De Bruyne oh, okay, that's all you treat your legends, but that's all right. It's, it's going to take so, a so weird, to the uh, point, it's, it's the competitive nature of the Premier League and the Champions League is, is the top, right? He's paid 94 minutes in the Champions League, 98 minutes in the Premier League. That's what he needs to be playing. That not FA Cup appearances here, not League Cup appearances. He needs to be playing the Premier League. But we've we've just established that he's doesn't. in the top ten players of yeah. eighteen-year-olds in but Europe. But I'd still, I'd with your midfield and what's going down. How the goals are not at this point. How so. they've how they've dropped down over the last month, you'd say. Like De Bruyne just looks a bit shot at the moment. Yeah. Like you need to be rolling players through and this is the choice whether you're back Phil Foden 18 years old or you go out and you spend. Is- and I think I, I genuinely think <laughs> oh, this has got us going this I genuinely I feel like think it will be spend. No other big team in this country would start him right now. No. Guaranteed. Definitely not. You, Ollie Wood. Ollie going to Solskjaer? Definitely this, go, right? Definitely, definitely, definitely man. No, oh, absolutely. This brings us full circle back to the original point which was are we putting too much pressure on our youth players because you are vermintly here saying Saying that Absolutely. an 18 year old should be starting in the pressure. Yeah, I think we just we pr- pressure. Right, really, That's what we? they need. Pressure. <laughs> Make them crack. Yeah, diamonds <laughs> are created by pressure, aren't they? No, but you need to get him some experience, don't you? Do you think he's do you think he's like a little accessory for, for Pep? I think so, yeah. I think he's a little accessory. Do you know, like do you know Pep's little oh, Stone Pep's Island plays, uh, jumper where he has that badge on the side that he can easily take off? That's what Phil Foden yeah, is in the it, Manchester very City very successful team. Premier League winning accessory. He's won now the League Cup and he's also learning around some of the best players and the best manager yeah. in world football. So if I was Phil Foden right now, I'd be loving life and I'd be laughing at exactly. all you as well. Yeah. So. He's so. Carrying around his Youth World Cup medal and he's laughing at you all with his Young Sports Personality of the Year award <laughs> and he's like, I'm 18. Yep. Yeah, he did last year, yeah. Um, interesting. The proper one or the... The proper one? Not the fake knockoff like one. The proper one, yeah. The <laughs> young, 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 young <laughs> personality of the year. Oh, captain, young, young. Yeah, young. He captained the England team that I won thought the you meant he was the full Come one. On. Come on. <laughs> um, Lincoln. What, normally like a jockey wins that sort of Phil Foden stood up there. He got lucky, Joe. Phil Oh, yeah, and see, here we go. Here's the continued pressure. He's no, no, I didn't want him to win this the four one. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> link, <laughs> linking to this week as well, Prince William, who um, I never thought we'd actually talk about. Too on much pressure show. on Prince William. Prince yeah, William there is. Who is, if you didn't know, the Football Association's president, um, he came out this week and accused football clubs of not taking into account young players' mental health, and said that many players come from difficult backgrounds and may have all sorts of in- issues. So just to have them as a complete financial asset is a dereliction dereliction of duty. I don't think that's no. right. I don't think I've read that correctly. Well, um, so that, and then Sarri in his press conference says, "See, we're on the ball here. Everyone's talking about this." He blames the British media for the excess pressure I on these players. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do no. people have to say about it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, see, the irony of that is, I don't think um, there's ever been a better time for mental health support in football for younger players. Like mm. the clubs employ a sports psychologists, they deploy uh, psychologists, and everything. They're, they're so looked after in terms of development that front. I agree uh, mm. that it, it has to do, it, but this isn't the '90s anymore. You know, there are, these players are looked after. They have uh, they have kind of like debriefings and all that kind of stuff, and they're so looked after on that front. Um, I don't think you can ever. To me, I feel that they need to just deal with how to live a bit you know like footballers are absolutely mummy cuddles to the point where like they don't know how to book a you know a taxi for themselves like yeah. that kind of stuff like let them be live a bit I think in general there's the two on the park lad. yeah don't don't <laughs> don't bring a hairdresser to the training ground like you know don't have people cooking them I do think in general footballers are not like you got a picture of Bernardo Silva he's like a 24 year old bloke he's got a Christmas tree up in his flat still he's like come on mate <laughs> like I'll show you a nice guy but <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you're yeah, not sure. in the real world there you no. know like unless someone comes around and takes it down for him so I think in general that that's where I think young footballers need to probably have a bit more responsibility because it's like they have the mum looking after them until they're about 34, you know, until they retire. No, I, yeah, I do think there's a lot of pressure on young footballers. We had a good laugh there, but I, I'm, I'm with you. Maybe you chill out a bit of them, but, you know, should be playing more, more Premier pressure. League minutes. <laughs> more minutes, more pressure. <laughs> uh, let's go on to, on the red side of Manchester for Antonio Valencia. Uh, with the club now nearly 10 years at Old Trafford. His time has sort of gone in... He was player of the season one year. Was that 2010, if I believe? Good, good um, I think that was 2010. But he's set to leave Manchester United this summer uh, because his one-year extension wasn't triggered. Uh, now, Dave, do you know any more about this? Is he actually definitely going? I think from reports that he's he's been touted to Inter Milan, I think his agent's been chatting to them over the last six months, so that could be a good destination for him. Look, Antonio Valencia's been a great servant for Manchester United, a fantastic winger, then filled in a fullback, and, you know, it works very hard. Apparently he's a very nice character in the dressing room as well. Um, you know, you read all the reports about how one of the big things when, you you know, the sort of feeling with behind United change with Mourinho was that he fell out with Antonio Valencia. So he's been a great servant, but I think for United it's time to, you know, give the likes of Diogo Delo more, more football but also maybe look for Juan Bissaka who United have been linked with today Crystal Palace right back give him a bit of it maybe he could be the guy that can come in and replace Valencia so it, it's it's been it's been a good stint for Valencia but I think it's probably time I what's, what's happened with him again like I heard because there was something somebody saying earlier that they had till five o'clock to extend his contract what was the deal I think you just have so with your contracts you obviously got to extend it for the for the next year there'll be a date there'll be a trigger there yeah you, you can trigger it by a certain date same wage uh, type thing and obviously United haven't haven't triggered that there was so some very look. disrespectful tweets towards him today on Twitter I noticed that it's like he's done he's too much pressure well. in the game yeah he has, <laughs> I thought. Yeah, he has served you well though really yeah like, exactly it's, it's so, he has guys. served you well and this might sound bizarre I've said this before on the show but uh, I'm going to say it again there's a film quote that I always sort of try and bring into football and this kind of goes <laughs> under Valencia and it's actually from Batman the Dark Knight and it goes you either die you either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain now there was a point where that Valencia was Tony Valencia yeah no no Hi. he wasn't but, but it was a point where he could have left United and been all singing and dancing I've, but because he's staying that long and he's still giving poor performances when he gets on the pitch he hasn't really doing it the fans are turning on him a bit so we should sort of look past him oh let's be nice with him like you were for Yaya Torre let's make him captain for the day so he slags you off a couple of weeks after uh, <laughs> and, and we'll just say goodbye to him and hopefully he leaves the hero that's a very yeah, nice sentiment, isn't yeah. it? I yeah. like that, Joe. I, mean, I like that. Thank good. you. Yeah, I'm going to leave now. Right. I don't think <laughs> yeah, that happened now. That was it. That was, that was Joe's special moment. <laughs> right, special, no, everybody. I've got another special moment. He needs a jingle. Up. Oh, no, he has got a special I've moment. I've got a David game. Yeah. It's sick David's day today. 
St. Yeah. David's Day for, for City fans. Yeah. Where's your card? Uh, I'm going to play in a little game called Guess the David. It's going to be wonderful. Oh, goodness, yeah. Yeah, please stick around with us for the Guess the David game. Please. Um, we're also, yeah, sounds please. like, please don't leave. Please don't it's better than it sounds. And um, we're also going to preview, obviously, the weekend's game, City versus Bournemouth. And you lot are playing... Southampton at home, 3 o'clock. Southampton at home, 3 o'clock. If anyone's got a ticket, Dave is on the lookout. Manchester Football Social. Hello, welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. I'm, of course, Statman Dave, joined, as always, on Fridays by Joe and Nat. And today, Stephen makes his debut. If you want to get involved with the show, 03-45-111-7625 or text 87711. But it is time. Everyone has been waiting for this. I have been super, super hyped in this little break to wait for Joe's game. <laughs> Come on, Joe. We're in. This is the Welsh National Anthem. No, I was holding Welsh. I can't read it. Right, today, St. David's Day. <laughs> I'm actually a bit Welsh. Put it out there. Are you, you going to stand up for this, then? I live no. in Wales. Okay. Put that you there. live in Wales. Yeah. Uh, today, we're going to play... <laughs> Guess Dave, Dave, It's very simple. You've got to guess the David. I'm going to give you five clues and you've got to jot down who do you think this David is. Now, you Drop can't... Drop it down, sh- are we not shouting out? No, you, cause, because whoever gets it kind of first wins. So maybe get your phones out or or whatever. Whoever gets it, uh, so if you get it in the first clue, you get five points. You get it in the second clue, so- four Three, two, and then if you get in the last clue. So when rubbish. do we say what it is? Do you ask after the first clue, do you ask what it is? I say, does anyone know? And then you're all going to do like a little yeah, yeah, and tell me who you think. Right. So we're not shouting out. Not shouting out. Right. The first clue. I once threatened to retire after picking up three red cards in four months of a season. This David picked up three mo- three red cards in four months whilst playing football. Okay. Anyone got it? No. Nope. I think I might do. I mean, I oh, joy down, joy down. Question number two. I signed for Crystal Palace in 2010. Wait, is this the same person or different people? This is the same person. Okay. Uh, Question. Anyone got it? Anyone got it? No. no. What's your guess? It's oh, not this person anymore. Okay. Oh, no. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Write it down, write it down. Question three, I also played for Ajax, Barcelona, AC Milan, Juventus and Tottenham. Joe, that's my... Yeah. Yay! Yay! Guys, the winner! But I'll give you guys... Uh, I once scored a goal for Holland in the World Cup final. Only one goal. It's, it's, it's a trick question. Oh, I became famous I I is, yeah. for my dreadlocks yeah, I... and protective goggles what that is... I wore. Oh, you snidey little person. Hold on, hold on. Why? Because <laughs> it's not... It's oh, a trick that? question. You right. go on to the next one. I got it. Because it's, it's Edgar Davids, isn't it? So It is Edgar, Edgar Davids. That's not fair. What points do I get? It's two points. Yes. You, you, I thought we were looking for a David, not a Davids. <laughs> sneaky, <laughs> wasn't it? Very it was sneaky. sneaky. It wasn't sneaky. Keep I completely forgot he played for Crystal Palace. So did I not go that? That really threw me off. Sorry about that. Right, so we are, <laughs> that was my uh, most happy St. David's Day. Uh, two, one and all. Is that all? That's it, yeah. I'm not oh, going to okay. do it anymore. All oh, right, so I won. You won that. Well yeah, done. Brilliant. Played that. Yeah, won that. I think we should start talking about some football now. If we're, if we're honest. <laughs> I like your effort Southampton. We're going to have Freddie on the line in a second. Uh, we'll be chatting to him. Uh, but f- should we go for United first, I think? Yeah. yeah. Should we do United first? Yeah, why yeah. not? Eh? Do it. Actually, let's go straight to Freddie. He's from... <laughs> oh, no, that's not Freddie. <laughs> Wrong fader. That sounds that's different. the Welsh podcast. <laughs> Freddie, you are from the Ugly Inside, which is Southampton podcast. Hello, Freddie. 
hello, how are you doing? Yes, I'm very good. Freddie, you sound like the Welsh National Anthem there for a split second because <laughs> I put the wrong fader up. Uh, tell us about Southampton. You're coming to Old Trafford on the weekend. Uh, I mean, how is it going to go? Uh, well, first of all, crucial win for us on Wednesday. Uh, nah, we would have been in serious trouble, I think. But, uh, you know, some of us have been saying that uh, this is a free hit this weekend, but I'm not going to subscribe to that. I think uh, we gave Arsenal uh, a shock to their system. There was on the 23 match on beaten run. We broke that. So, who's to say we can't uh, have a shock result of the weekend? Do you think that's what you needed then, that sort of drive to let you know that, you know, actually, we uh, we can can go forward and possibly survive? Yeah, absolutely. I think we've got we've got a good team and we've got a good manager. And, and I think most of the time it's uh, it's bad habits that's letting us down. But uh, you know, obviously we went through January unbeaten. Uh, Ralph Hasenhutel was uh, nominated for the manager of the month. Unfortunately, didn't get it. Obviously, uh, your man got it um, in uh, Old Trafford. But uh, you know, th- there are improving signs, and we are improving, and, and the players are buying into the system. And uh, I think the belief is there amongst the squad, and that's ultimately what it is. You know, it was uh, very much uh, looked away from whilst Mark Hughes is in charge. And you've lost just one of your last five away games in the Premier League, which is an incredible record. Do you think it's something about playing away from home takes, takes no, is, it, is it taking the pressure off a bit? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think whilst we're at St Mary's, I think our fan base is a little guilty of uh, giving the team a bit of pressure, a constant whinging and moaning. And, but uh, when we go away, it's absolutely you know brilliant support. Uh, always, always singing loud and proud. Uh, you, we don't give up over the ninety minutes. And you know uh, we've seen that over the last few years, indeed. Actually, not just this season, but the support away from home has been immense. Always selling out our support. We're taking a, a big number again at the weekend. So you know, I think the players appreciate it more. Uh, away from home um, and you know we'll play without pressure away from home Just lastly uh, who should United be worried about in terms of uh, plays in Southampton's squad? Uh, well two in particular I've got to point out uh, even uh, Nathan Redmond uh, has been absolutely uh, amazing this season you know really kicked on uh, he went away in the summer sort of uh, went to his own training camp made himself a lot fitter stronger he's uh, really coming to his own under Ralph Hasn who till he's getting the best out of him as well scoring a lot of goals whilst our strikers have been injured actually um, and James Will Prowse as well getting on the score sheet once again on Wednesday night uh, perhaps uh, they say he might be in, in line for an England recall but he he, he's, he's really uh, become a, an aggressive player, a ruthless player recently, and, and that's perhaps what he, uh, his, his reputation was before Ralph came in. He was a bit of a, a Mr. Nice guy, but uh, Ralph uh, has got the best out of James or Prowse getting on the score sheet from open play and, and really got on the, a ruthless side to him now. Freddie, thank you very much. The Ugly Inside is your podcast, mate, and all the best for the weekend, Freddie. Great, thanks, mate. Good Cheers, luck. mate. Good luck indeed. Uh, we will go on to sit against Bournemouth. Uh, but Dave, how does uh, Ollie set up then? I think it's going to be interesting, isn't it, with the form of, of certain some of the forwards. Alexis Sanchez should he be really starting again for Manchester United? I'm not too sure. Really happy for Romelu Lukaku. I thought he played really well against Liverpool and the two goals he got against Crystal Palace. Uh, the first one was a wonderful finish with his weaker foot. Uh, let's not forget that. So, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, interesting to see how he lines up going forward. Uh, expect to probably see Fred again. Fred didn't have the greatest game against Palace, but that's kind of what you expect considering he hasn't played hardly any minutes this year. So, I think I want to see a bit more of Fred, Pogba and, um, you know, McTominay in midfield. Muck sauce. Muck sauce. What, what is it like for <laughs> you, Steve? that on the radio. Sorry? Uh, looking at the United <laughs> squad now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you must go. You know, he's done a good job, Ollie. He's done all right, yeah. I, I still right. maintain. Um, 
is what happens after next after the summer. If, I mean, I think he'll stay on now personally. I mean, I think it's probably hard to justify going after Pochettino, even if it's probably the right call. It's hard to justify given the fact that their form's dropped, you know, really badly, and then and Ollie's got him going. So like. For me, um, it just makes it interesting again, doesn't it? You know, obviously, I still think there's a long way to go as well because we saw that against PSG, and that's not meant. That's just a fact. I think really, obviously, show when they play teams who control the ball, they still got to see how they deal with that. Um, but yeah, it must be good to be a United fan again. Really, they must be enjoying it because they're playing good football, they're scoring goals. Um, I think they'll beat some of them as well. You're a point. Do you think they'll beat us? I think, no, I think sometimes we'll, oh, no, right. you'll beat them. I said, oh, I said I thought they'll beat you. <laughs> 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 you what can we say to wind Joe up? Yeah, but you're still a point behind Arsenal who are in fourth place. Are you, still, are you fancying yourselves to, to get above them? Oh, yeah, definitely. No, they've got a big game with Spurs. Spurs will pour at the, oh, on Wednesday. Oh, they've got Spurs this week. Yeah, it's the North London Derby, 12.45 right. Saturday. So, United need Spurs to win that um, and then obviously kick on at three o'clock. So, Arsenal look good though. That's the thing. They absolutely hammered. Um, they played Bournemouth, Bournemouth midweek. Yeah, five yeah. one was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, so a very good result there. So it's going to be really t- t- sort of tight. I think Arsenal are going to get back into that run at the start of the season. It feels like it's going to click again, and they're starting to beat teams. So yeah, it's still a big sort of battle for that top four spot. And if Oli does that, it'll be an absolute miracle. That really will be after considering they're eleven points off of top four at one point in the season so yeah it's all happy prediction then for United Southampton I'm going to have 3-2 I think it'll be a good game really good game just a 2-0 your turn Bournemouth against Man City take the lead it's going to be good this I think I'm looking at their results in the form at the moment they got got battered by Arsenal 5-1 and then uh, they've had like a really weird run of results they've not won in uh, five games and that game was that strange 4-0 against Chelsea before Mm. that uh, they lost to Cardiff uh, they got beat by Liverpool away and they're not very good away from home in fact they're diabolical away from home which is really good for City because I think they'll look at this game and see it as essentially not one they're expected to get anything from and I can take that um, the confidence is at a low at the moment as well um, and given the fact that we've got Gabriel Jesus back and I think maybe John Stones which I think is the latest news yeah they're back as well so that'll give us some options um, and I think we did play well the other night uh, so I'm, I'm feeling quite confident about this game uh, the home factor yeah. I think will play into it a little bit so I'm confident yeah and the playing before Liverpool obviously that we discussed before is important Let, let's get a good win let's 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 shake them a bit I mean without being totally disrespectful to Bournemouth I'm hoping that we maybe score you know I'm hoping for a 3 or larger win just to try and start you know, creeping back after Liverpool had those, those five goals midweek to keep that goal difference because if you remember when we did that Premier League prediction thing a few weeks ago I had us winning the league on goal difference so I'd like Ooh. us to you know maybe yeah get a, get a few goals in here um, I'll be stressful Nat please don't do that <laughs> God, tell, me, tell me about it um, but hopefully because we've played Bournemouth seven times in the Premier League now and the aggregate score is 24-3 it's that man Nat nice I love it I like it I like it so little predictions then from you as well Bournemouth. I mean I'm hoping for 3-0 like, like I say for, for the goal difference I think that it's likely that Bournemouth will um, come out and try and attack us and that often plays into our hands and plays mm. into Pep's yeah. hands I agree. I think um, that's the kind of football they tend to play, and the form is, is pretty poor at the moment. I can see us scoring a few goals here. Uh, I don't like putting scores to it. Uh, every time I do, I'm wildly wrong, but I'm going to do it and break the habit. I'll say, uh, <laughs> I'll, go for, I'll go for 3 0 as well. 3 0. It seems like conservative. Hopefully. I like it. Got a minute left. Now you're at uh, City Square with one of our, I know it's definitely Steve's favourite ex footballers. Uh, is it Ward? 
No, not Ward. Who is it this week? Mark Ward. He was on on Wednesday. He was on on Tuesday, yeah. He was hilarious. He was hilarious. Mark Ward, that's it. He was sat next to David White. David White's... Oh, he was on on Wednesday. Who's on on us? We're away from home tomorrow. But but Mark, it was so funny. David White's phone went off and Mark Ward leant over, took it out of his pocket and I was like, here the Scousers go again. On stage, rubbing out of his pocket. (laughs) But he was, yeah, he was absolutely brilliant. Yes. Love it. Right, so that has been the Manchester Football. So I've got to say, make sure you get the podcast... We're going to go. Dave, you're looking confused. Yeah, I'm just confused. Generally confused today. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, yeah. Are you going to go to bed straight after this? Slim, didn't I, last night? So Somebody said something confused. nasty to him on Twitter. You know, yeah, yeah. Can't that. Deep. You can't read that one out. Yeah. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you could. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, you, you yeah. have to censor most you. of it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, as always, we really appreciate it, whether you're listening live or whether you're listening on our wonderful podcast. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us. Give us a lovely rating. Have a wonderful weekend. And the show is back on Sunday. Bye. Say bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hi everyone, Excess uh, Manchester. Thanks for listening to Manchester Football Social. My name is Stephen McInerney. Thank you for listening. This is Statman Davidson right over there. Joe's over there. Mm-hmm. Natalie's over here. Don't forget as well, if you hit the subscribe button, go on your podcast provider and search Manchester Football Social or Man City Social or Man United Social so you get all the episodes sent straight to your phone or your laptop, whatever. Anyway, guys, say bye, everyone. Bye, bye. Give yourself a pat on the back, everyone. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.